I got a couple things done outside today. Wasn't able to do a lot. I started my medicine last night. It made me pretty groggy when I got up. So it took me a while to really get motivated. <laughs> I don't remember. I told a few friends to talk today. I don't remember going to sleep. I don't remember even what I was watching. But I know when I woke up, TV was on. And uh, that's all she wrote. And they said, make sure you're at home when you take the med. They're not joking. It's used to treat severe anxiety, but it's also used to put people to sleep when you're having surgery. Yes, let me rephrase that and say it again for people in the back not listening. And has to be like, what? John Luke 4. Severe anxiety and to help people go to sleep for surgery. Um, they said maximum an hour. There's no way you're not going to feel anything on this med because it's very like... Um, it's easy, they said, just take it with a scoop of ice cream or something. I tried taking it with just my protein shake and it was dissolved me before I'd even like as soon as it hits your mouth it dissolves and it is nastiest tasting thing so luckily I had that pumpkin ice cream and took two scoops and oh had to drink and wash it down it was like 20 minutes I was out that was the best sleep I ever got in my entire life <laughs> um as they said it can be a highly addictive drug uh I'm sure addicts would probably have a field day at this drug but uh there's no way in hell I would want to get addicted to something like this. I mean, you wouldn't even remember your life. <laughs> It'd go sleep right past you. But it worked. I mean, my brain, it literally helps just reset your brain. Um, and I'm lucky the psychiatrist prescribed it. They're very well-versed. And they're hospital psychiatrists. So they're very well-versed. And uh, I was able to call in that and another medicine I started uh, today as well. So if I sound just... The last podcast was from last night, which would have been like, what, 12 a.m.? So actually this morning, just relaxing, taking a bath. And um, the other med that I was taking didn't really, um, it hit later. But um, let's just say what I took early this morning, uh, keeping 12 and 12 on meds. And I figured, okay, you know, I need to get at least five hours of sleep. I had four last night at five. Um, while I'm getting on some sort of routine and I'm just... I was out. It was like a light. Luckily, it's short term. So once it starts wearing off, your body starts waking up. And that's like with any, that's like with anesthesia, whether it's a pill or, you know, in general. But I slept, oh my God. All day, I've literally felt no anxiety. Um, just a neutral feeling. Don't really feel much. Just neutral. But it just stops all that brain activity and just calm. There's a sense of calm. Instant. They weren't joking. I needed both long term and something instant. So as I said, you know, when you feel things like this, make sure you're done for the day. You're at home and you're next to your wherever you sleep. And you're only light. And it burns out and then you wake up. So I slept really well. So I needed something, you know. I was I would have begged for it because I didn't like that feeling. The anxiety and going to panic attacks is not fun. But uh for those asking, I forgot. Yeah, there's another part too I was talking about. Um, Indiana and the state and with disability and federal and that have really stepped up um, because Eric's not going by the legal separation agreement. So they subpoena everything, every bank account. They want to see everything. Has there, what's been deposited, what's been used. I mean, they're looking at everything. Um, and the files will stay open for a while. And that's to protect me from being scammed um people causing me an, an unnecessary emotional distress knowing i'm sick i'm going through emotional things it's just to protect the disabled patient period disability is not a joke um 
that's that's the truth. But I was pleasantly surprised. The state just really just, like I said, like an eagle swooped right on in. I, I love Indiana because Indiana sure the hell took care of me. Um, where things that I needed and I wasn't getting it. And um, Eric's still not going by separation agreement. But he has to pay for that. He'll pay for that. And he'll have to, um, he's going to have to be accounted. He'll be accountable for everything. 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 It's a process, and the government will work for you. But uh, they're watching everything. Um, there was questions I didn't even know they had access to. Some of the things they had to verify with me. Like like your license plate, what color car are you driving, who's driving what car. You do the math. They can get into everything. The bank was like, yeah, they can get in anything they want. They knew the counts and Eric's little secret account before I could even say anything. And that's for your protection. Um, especially if you're disabled and you're going through a divorce and someone's not going by legal separation, um, things happen, you know, and it's not, it's not a joke, but you know, I'm not protecting anybody anymore and, uh, people do what they're going to do and eventually you have to pay the universe back. Somehow it's going to catch up with you. We all know that as adults, you know, but I noticed a podcast. My friend John was like, you forgot to say with the good news because I know I know and somebody else knows the good news. Um, that's really great. You know, it helps people that are long-term disability. Mine's long-term, meaning the, the judiciary judge. I had two, I had two hearings, the first initial hearing and then a revision because then they found records that brought it back to us in the mother's wound. And then we added an oncology stuff we didn't have before initial disability. So everything changes. They can go through your vision, which is just another hearing. You have to have an attorney, disability attorney, and the rest of the stuff gets pulled. And they turn it into the government. And that's what happens. But I had spoke to the state. And I have like three different sections of the state with three different things. They're helping me. Um, this is to help me. And it's extremely beneficial. But um, one great part. Because, you know, um, I've been doing things solo for over a month now. And some things are really hard. And, you know, when your emotional well-being and I'm on new meds and things like that. And um, getting accustomed to new schedules and that. And obviously my health will get worse over time. So we talked about someone actually not just being a caregiver, but actually being a caregiver. Actually doing it, you know, being a caregiver. And as interesting as I kind of knew some parts of that but I wasn't sure and I was in no position because you know somebody could say they're a caregiver but if they're not doing it and then researching online how to say no as a caregiver which Eric was doing and I found it when I was looking for something on his phone and I showed him I said saying no as a caregiver like you're not even being a caregiver you're, you're causing me more problems with my health and emotional well-being than anything and he's literally researching this that scared me. That was concerning. Rightfully so, anybody. And I explained this to the state. I asked to see some stuff, and I gave him everything I have. It's the truth, so help me God, the truth. But um, now, after they have everything, and different people handle different parts of cases and that, I told them, I said, so how does this work? And they said, well, you know, understand that you find a companion, as you said, or you move in with a friend, and, you know, things will change down the road, and you have to get to that point. And you have hospice and hospital care, and you do have all that for your insurance. You know, you're not going to be put anywhere, and that's a great sphere because I saw somebody literally screaming, strapped in a wheelchair to get me the hell out. 
um, of an assisted living place, and that's haunted me my whole life. That's the truth. Um, I reversed it. I would have saved that person. I would have went to court. I would have saved that person, but I feel helpless. I'm not getting into that because that's, that's trauma therapy stuff. But uh, they're like, no, no, I mean, that's not going to happen, and this isn't going to happen, and you know. But the greatest thing is that this is the thing I was. I was like, you know, I had to share this. This is wonderful news for people. Other people are just on disability and not understanding where your rights are and things that happen. Um, mine's been for a while. Like I said, my disability is backed up as a mother's wound and the end result will be death, which means something medical complication is probably going to be, you know, because nothing is able to be cured. That's the problem. So I have work permits and things I can work, but right now as emotional well-being on medication as they don't want me working disability because I need to get myself you know used to the medicine for anxiety and um with the tumor getting larger we're trying to get on top of the pain with ways and means anti-inflammatories and that so we're still working on that so once i feel comfortable and the doctors say yeah okay and they get questionnaires my physicians do and so does my trauma therapist and they have to send that back to state and disability and people working cases to help me out it's all beneficial this isn't bad this is great news okay i'm finally having the state is protecting me. I finally have someone, and some ones, literally, because there's different people working different parts of it, that are protecting me. This is what I've been searching, but for those that be, weren't. I didn't feel it. This wasn't happening. But I always figure as, a, as actual caregiver, somebody actually is not just saying caregiver, but actually physically and doing the stuff. You can say you're a caregiver all day, but you ain't doing it. You ain't no caregiver, okay? But there is a full-time um, tax write-off, and you get paid as a caregiver. And um, it's supposed to go up again next year, um, over $60,000. Yes, pick up your jaw. It's a full-time job as a caregiver and providing care for someone who's federally permanently disabled and results in death and has worsening of things going on. I fall into that program and it doesn't have to be somebody I'm married to which is great to know it can be anyone um, you're residing in the same residence and they de they're deemed as caregiver and you work with your disability and you work with an attorney and they will fill out the proper paperwork and your physicians have their name notated and you get paid as a caregiver from federal programs which is federal money that made me feel so good. Although I have a few friends that are like, it gets to that point, you know, I have one down south, which is be a drive, is talking about to step up and um, help, which is they don't like taking care of her, they just say help her. Um, and then I have another friend in Indiana that I discussed today about that. And uh, they're fully aware of, you know, what I had found out and with the state and stuff going on. At over $60,000. And you write off things and, you know, and there's other parts that the state has um, helped greatly, tremendously with what I'm going through. They want to see, as they said, they want, I want to see you to be able to continue living a better life because you're not. You should be able to live your best life. And although you're struggling medically, that's enough. So we're going to do this, 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 this. We're going to monitor all this. We're going to monitor this account. We're going to monitor this. We're going to monitor every bank account. Who's driving what car? We're going every, everything. Um, as a divorce attorney said, state has jurisdiction over things right now. So divorce is hanging the final part because the state has things they're working on. And right now, the state 
has jurisdiction over me as divorce attorney. Call me, let me know once everything's done. Um, and that could be a process because they investigate everything and they go into accounts and things and that's how they are. Um, it is, but I did not know that literally, um, and I'm looking at both of my friends more so when local, but when that time comes, it's not right now, but we don't know, you know, as they said, you don't know with your health and things could change next week. So that's why we give you and understand that we're helping you and we're giving that option for someone to literally, they will get paid. So they, most people, as they said, who caregivers, they full time, they can't work their normal jobs. So this is something that's really great. And it is, it's, to me, it's a selfless act to literally say, okay, this is my new life and means, and it takes, it is, as they said, it takes a heck of a person, but you have two people that have offered to you and we're telling you they can get paid as a full-time caregiver. And there is a lot, a lot of tax write-offs, as they said, at the end of the year, every year. It's not a joke. I'm like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air. Like I can breathe. It's a lot. I'm an empath. I would have no problem, you know, with a friend and being a caregiver, but I'm an empath and I've been around people that are sick. So I know what to do and not to do, you know, but it's a lot, you know, but a lot of things like with nurses that would come and help out. And when you get to the hospice, you know, at home and things like that, um, I get prescriptions mailed now and, and yada, 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 you know, there's a lot of things that'll X out, but also as a caregiver, as they said, full time, it's not just physical things that they do for you, but a caregiver provides emotional support and they're there to comfort you. And that's part of the job responsibility duty. And that's why, it, you know, you're allowed and a lot of so much money and then you get paid. And then there's all these expenses, which I received some of the information in the mail today. And then other things I have to, which are going to be in the mail, I have to look at, but this is wonderful news. And the reason I'm saying this is because I know there's other people that are permanent disabled and results death and it's long-term disability like myself. And it wasn't from an accident or anything like that. It's serious health matters. You can't judge people by what they look like. I'm sorry, folks. You know, I could put on a wig and go down the RuPaul runway and you wouldn't think twice, but we can't discriminate what somebody looks like, you know, you can't, that's discrimination. You can't just, we don't walk around and see our insides. Um, trust me, if you could of mine, you'd understand. But this is wonderful news. And I wanted to share it because I want people who are in similar shoes of mine that are federally disabled and um, permanently disabled and there's no cure and it results death and you're going to be on it long term for life. I want you to understand there's work programs, there's grants for college um, that I have had access to. But the main thing is, as I didn't know, is when you get to that point and you move in with a friend or companion or you find someone and some people get remarried or married, you know, their situation, they become a full-time and they do it full-time, they get paid full-time. And there's so many tax write-offs now. And we got to remember also there's an increase next year and that applies. It applies to grants and money and federal money that goes towards people who are full-time caregivers. So please understand, and I hope this helps people and people that didn't realize this because I didn't realize everything, although I knew about it, but I never really looked into it. You know, I never really had a true caregiver that was actually physically doing everything as a caregiver. You could write down your caregiver on a piece of paper all day long, but if you're not physically doing it and you're not emotionally providing it and you're hurting the situation to help and you're not a caregiver by any damn means. So you don't need to look up online how to say no because you already did that for yourself. You refused. So, no, you're not. Period. Um, and people like that are all, they get removed and, you know, 
disabilities aware and things like that happen. But for people who are disabled, I just wanted you to know, and I wanted this podcast is there is help. Work with your state. They will help you work with disability first. There are grants, you know, to help college when you go back to school. There's work programs to help you work. You're not going to lose your benefits, you know. It's just an addition to help you to supplement your income and find a job that's going to work for you, you know. Disability doesn't mean the end of life or living. They still want you to live your best life, even regardless by going through your hurdles. But I've realized, as they said today, you haven't even lived your better life. And this is just something additional to help you.